Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is the program for Monday, March the 9th. However, we are recording it on the evening of March the 8th. I say that because March the 8th is a very uh, important day in the world. It's International Women's Day. And of course, we want to salute all the women, both working and housewives and uh, professionals out there. Uh, thank you for all you do and contribute to everything we do. So once again, it's International Women's Day on uh, Sunday, March the 8th. I hope you remembered it. Uh, there was somebody that you uh, needed to uh, give a gift to to recognize that. Okay, on to international football, which we do here twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. We're going to start off with the uh, South American situation as far as the two tournaments that are going on. We've got a bunch of games that have been happening, and so we want to kind of break it down and kind of bring it a little more into focus as to what exactly is going on, because I know it can be kind of confusing. You've got two tournaments going on, Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana, and both are, meant, are uh, featuring a lot of club teams from all those countries. And so we're going to try to keep them uh, together and figure out who's doing what and uh, who's been eliminated. First, we're going to start with Copa Libertadores, which is the, I would call the senior tournament of the two. Uh, it's got now its groups going, and uh, we've actually had some uh, first-round action in these in the group play. So let's go over these groups once again. Group A is Independiente del Valle, Flamengo, Junior FC, and Barcelona. And just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on here, Independiente del Valle is from Ecuador, and they won Copa uh, Sudamericana last year. So they're in Group A with Flamengo. Now, Flamengo, if you're not familiar with South American football, oh my goodness, this is a team from Brazil. Uh, they're very good. They have a very good payroll. They have great talent. They have a good, good coach. And so uh, this is a team to watch out for. I would call Group A the group of death. If you're going to look for a group of death in this tournament right now with this group action, uh, Group A would be your group of death because you've got Independiente del Valle, a former champion from last year of Copa Sudamericana, and Flamengo, which is from Brazil and very strong. Now, Junior FC is from Barranquilla, Colombia, up there in the northern part of Colombia. Junior FC is a very good team. They're very, um, they're very steady. And I would see them maybe, make, maybe making a uh, difficult situation for one of the two, uh, Independiente del Valle or Flamengo. Now, Barcelona is the fourth uh, team in the group. They're from Guayaquil. Fabian Bustos from Argentina is their coach. Uh, he's a very good uh, coach. He's a good strategist. Uh, he played most of his football in Bolivia. But he's a, he's a very good uh, – uh, got a good head on his shoulders – and I think uh, Barcelona also is, is going to give, give somebody some problems. So Group A would be a group to watch in Copa Libertadores to see who comes out of there. Of course, the top two groups come out of uh, top two teams come out of each group. In Group B, you got Guarani from Brazil, Palmeiras from Brazil, Bolivar from Bolivia, and Tigre from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Of course, they're in the Superliga. They're in Buenos Aires. Uh, very strong group, good group. But I see the two uh, the two Brazilian teams coming out of there with uh, really no problem. Now, in Group C, you've got Jorge Wisterman, well, excuse me, let me pronounce that right, Jorge Wilsterman, uh, Atletico PR, Peñarol, and Colo Colo. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, again, with South American football, Jorge Wilsterman plays out of Bolivia. They're a good team. They've got a good payroll. They're a, a very storied franchise in Bolivian football. So I look for them to make a strong run. Um, Parará, Brazil, is the home of Atletico PR, uh, again, a Brazilian team. They're good. They're uh, well-coached and got some good talent. Peñarol is a very, very 
a stable franchise, been around for years down in Uruguay in Montevideo. And so there'd be somebody to watch. And Colo Colo, of course, with their name, very recognizable. They're out of Chile. In Group D, you've got LDU Quito and B Nacional from Peru. Then you've got Sao Paulo and River Plate, the River Plate from Argentina. By the way, there are several River Plates in South America, so we'll be able to, uh, we will, as we go along here, we will uh, designate which River Plate we're talking about. Because as I said, this is a very common name in South American football, but there is one River Plate that everybody recognizes, and that's out of Argentina, of course. So Group D's got some good uh, good uh, talent there. B Nacional's well coached. Sao Paulo, good team. Uh, that's where David Luis, I believe, played a couple of years before he got into uh, English football. And of course, you know who David Luis is. He's one of the top uh, defenders in the world. Okay, Group E, Internacional, Gremio, América de Cali, and Universidad Católico. Now, Gremio is a, is a, a storied franchise out of Brazil. They're very good. América de Cali is very good. They're strong out of Colombia. Uh, we'll see how they do. They lost their first match, and so we'll see if they can rebound and maybe uh, gain some points there in the standings. In Group F, you've got Racing Club, Nacional from Uruguay, Estudiantes Merida, they're from Venezuela, and Alianza Lima. That would be an interesting um, group to watch. Those clubs are basically all about the same as far as talent is concerned. be interesting to see who comes out of that group. In Group G, the first name you're going to recognize easily, if you know anything about football, Santos. Yes, that's the one. Santos from Brazil, where Pele played. Santos is in Group G, followed by Delphine from Ecuador, Olympia from Paraguay. Then you've got Defensa and Justicia. They're out of Buenos Aires, Argentina. Delphine from Ecuador, good team. Olympia from Paraguay, very strong too. Olympia has been around a long time in the Paraguayan Football League. And so that'll be interesting to watch. Group G, of course, Santos. I pick Santos coming out of there with no problem at all. Group H, Libertad out of Asuncion, Paraguay, another one of the franchises that's been in Paraguayan football forever. You got Boca Juniors, yes, the Boca Juniors out of Argentina, and Caracas FC and Independiente Medellin. Now, Independiente Medellin has been around for a while in Colombian football. They're very strong. They've got a good payroll. And so I would see them um, maybe making some noise in this group. However, Boca Juniors is very, very good. They've got a good team again this year. They always do. Uh, talk about payrolls. Wow. Okay, Boca Juniors is just somebody to, uh, to watch. They're, they're amazing. They have great talent on the field. Libertad out of Asuncion, a good, strong team. I would see Libertad and Boca Juniors coming out of that with no problem. Independent, uh, Independiente Medellin may give some people some problems, but, um, well, we'll see what happens. It, uh, I think the... Most of these groups are pretty well um, balanced. Uh, I like the way they're set up, and uh, these are good teams, some good talent. So we will see how it all plays out. All right, that's Copa Libertadores. Let's go to Copa Sudamericana now. They're not into the group stage yet in Copa Sudamericana. Basically, what they're doing now is uh, elimination games to figure out who's going to go in which pot when they do the draw for group action. So, uh, again, kind of confusing, but uh, stay with me, and hopefully we can make it clearer for you. Copa Sudamericana. All right. Here's some elimination games that have been played over the past couple of weeks. Back on the 25th of February, we had River Plate of Uruguay playing Atletico Grau of Peru. Uh, River Plate Uruguay wins that series 3-1 to one on aggregate. Then also on the 25th, we had River Plate of Paraguay playing Deportivo Cali from Colombia. Uh, Deportivo Cali took that took that uh, home and home series five to two in aggregate. Also on the twenty fifth, 
Goiás from Brazil played Sol de America. They're from Paraguay. And Sol de America comes away in that one, 2-0 on aggregate. Now, uh, again, on the 25th, we had Sport Huancayo playing Argentinos Juniors. That was a home-and-home series, Sport Huancayo out of Peru. Now, when they went to Argentina, they tied 1-1 in that first leg. Then when they came to Sport Huancayo in Peru, the game ended 0-0. But because Huancayo got that goal away, they're the ones that advance uh, in that series. On the 26th, we had Nacional play Bahia from Salvador of uh, from Salvador, Brazil. Now, Nacional, as I said, is from Montevideo, Uruguay. And uh, Bahia really didn't have a problem with this team because they won on the aggregate 6-1. to one. In another uh, elimination tournament uh, of games, we had Llaneros de Guanare uh, going up against Liverpool. Now, Llaneros de Guanare is from Venezuela. And this is a team that was just advanced to the Venezuelan First Division about two years ago. So they're pretty new to a higher level of football. Um, had a problem with Liverpool. Liverpool, of course, is out of Argentina, and they are just amazing. Uh, 7-0 was the aggregate final there, Liverpool advancing. Universidad Católica and Lanús from Argentina. Universidad Católica from Ecuador. Uh, Lanús in Argentina winning in that aggregate 3-2. Then you had Deportivo Pesto and Huachapato. Huachapato winning in that series 2-0 over Deportivo Pesto. They move on in that. So that's a look at Copa Sudamericana and the way that's going because those teams now are going to move on and then there are other uh, games that are going to be played. We'll keep those scores uh, coming to you as they become available and then uh, we'll try to figure out and uh, see who's going to play in Copa Sudamericana uh, as they become uh, come available. Now, remember, Copa Sudamericana is kind of like a off-feed uh, of Copa Libertadores Whoever doesn't make it in Copa Libertadores with the best record, something like the top five or top ten teams, then they get moved over to Copa Sudamericana, and then that goes on to another tournament. So we'll see how it all plays out. Again, uh, some interesting soccer going on down in Brazil or down in South America. Several Brazilian teams in the running for uh, for the tournaments, and uh, of course, I I would never doubt that Brazilian teams would be in the running. Very good. Let's take a look now at uh, some of the uh, results from uh, across Europe and the United States. Of course, as you know, we've got MLS action going on uh, in uh, in the United States. We will get to those scores in just a minute. Of course, we'll also get to that score here in a little bit of the big Man U Man City game that took place on Sunday the eighth. But first, let's go back to um, the Thursday night um, in Copa Libertadores action. Estudiantes Merida. Uh, lost to Racing Club 2-1, uh, Binacional beat Sao Paulo 2-1, and Alianza Lima lost to Nacional 1-0 at home. Then on Friday, uh, in, um, in Europe, in Spain, Deportivo Alaves tied Valencia 1-1, and that was at Deportivo Alaves, so Valencia gets a strong point on the road. In Bundesliga action on Friday, uh, Cologne traveled to Paderborn, and, you know, Paderborn has been playing some good football lately. They've just been coming up short. They just don't have enough of that um, energy to finish. And that's why, unfortunately, they're at the bottom of the Bundesliga. But Cologne uh, went to Paderborn. Paderborn gave them a good game, but Cologne came out on top 2-1. to one. In France, Marseille hosted Amiens. Uh, it was a uh, good game, very uh, fast-paced, back and forth. Amiens comes away with a point on the road. They tie 2-2. Two to two. 
Now, in Mexican football on Friday, Querétaro uh, hosted Toluca. Toluca able to get a point on the road there, 1-1. Tigres from Monterrey went over to Puebla, which is tough to play in because of the altitude. And Tigres was able to come away with a 0-0 draw there, so that's a point on the road for them. And then America played Pumas. Now, this is kind of like a Mexico City-type thing. Um, Pumas, of course, plays in the Estadio Olimpico down there in Mexico City, the very southern part of Mexico City, and America playing at um, Estadio Azteca. Um, of course, whenever America's at home, you get a huge crowd. And so this was no exception. And the game did not disappoint because these people got their money's worth. Six goals scored in the game. Yes, that's right, six goals. Now, I don't know whether it was the altitude, the water, or maybe some good tacos before the game. Who knows? But anyway, America and Pumas uh, locked horns. Uh, 3-3 was the final score of the game, and I'm sure that the people left there exhausted but somewhat uh, satisfied that they had seen a very good football match indeed. Now, in Serie A on Friday, uh, three games were postponed because of the coronavirus situation in Italy. Uh, however, we'll have some scores for you in a few minutes of some games that were played uh, on uh, Sunday. Very good. Uh, Saturday saw uh, a full slate of MLX action as the league uh, gets underway and gets going now in, uh, on all cylinders. So let's look at these scores. Uh, some of these were interesting scores indeed. New England Revolution hosting the Chicago Fire. And the Chicago Fire comes away with a point on the road. They get a 1-1 tie. Real Salt Lake hosted the New York Red Bulls. Playing in Salt Lake is a little bit difficult, again, because you got altitude. and But Real Salt Lake is a nice stadium and nice atmosphere. The Red Bulls come away with a tie, 1-1, so a point on the road for them. Montreal traveled to Dallas, and uh, there were a few more goals scored in this game. 2-2 was the final there, so Montreal gets a point on the road. Inter-Miami went to D.C. United and was very close to getting their first win, but the D.C. United turned on the Jets toward the end there at home and came away with a 2-1 win over the new Inter-Miami. New York City FC went up to Toronto. Toronto stole one there at home, uh, held, held serve, as you might say. Toronto FC won, New York FC nothing. Cincinnati goes to Atlanta, and of course Atlanta's a tough team. They're very, very good. They've won the championship. Uh, they also always have good personnel. Cincinnati comes up short 2-1 to one at Atlanta. San Jose hosted Minnesota. Now, I don't know what happened here. Either San Jose left the defense back home, or Minnesota brought all of the offense and then some to San Jose. This was a goal-scoring fest, to say the least, but not for the home team. Minnesota 5, San Jose 2, 7 goals in the game. Really something amazing. Uh, so Minnesota gets a good, strong win on the road there. Speaking of strong wins, but at home, Sporting KC didn't let the Houston Dynamo even catch their breath. Houston Dynamo couldn't get anything going, couldn't get it right. Sporting KC has got a good team this year. Sporting KC wins at home 4 to nothing over their rival, the Houston Dynamo. Colorado hosted Orlando City. Again, another tough place to play because of the altitude. Orlando City comes up short 2-1 to one to Colorado. LA Galaxy with Chicharito, home to Vancouver Whitecaps. Whitecaps are a good team, always have good personnel. Vancouver steals one on the road from the LA Galaxy 1-0. LA Galaxy needs to start scoring and winning some games to get these people and their fans a little bit more um, positive toward the fact that they've now got Chicharito on their team. I think a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on Chicharito to bring the LA Galaxy to an immediate uh, positive situation. It's going to take a little bit of time, folks, because uh, when you've got a new soccer team and new uh, new coach, new philosophy, 
So uh, give Chicharito time, but I think the LA Galaxy will be all right as the season progresses. Vancouver again wins in LA 1-0 on Saturday. And then in the other game, Columbus and Seattle played to a 1-1 tie. That was in Seattle. I admire Columbus for getting a point on the road because Seattle is a tough place to play, a great fan base there. Now, in EPL action on Saturday, we had Arsenal hosting West Ham. That's right, David Moyes' boys went over to Arsenal. It was a London type of uh, rivalry situation. And Mikel Arteta had his team playing very well. Uh, West Ham had several opportunities during this game and just could not capitalize. Arsenal winning 1-0. Liverpool hosted Burnmouth. Now, a lot of people were watching this game because, as you know, Liverpool came off a rather poor showing against Watford, losing 3-0 last week. And so they wanted to see how Burnmouth would do going to Liverpool. And I, I like Burnmouth. Uh, Burnmouth has, has got shown a lot. There's a, a lot of uh, moxie, you might say, this, uh, this season. And they're doing very well. So they go to Liverpool to play uh, Jurgen Klopp's boys. And uh, Burnmouth came up short. But my goodness, they played a very strong game and made Liverpool earn this win. Liverpool winning 2-1. to one. Watford, off of their big win over uh, Liverpool, traveled to Crystal Palace. Well, I guess they may have been hung over a little bit because Crystal Palace held serve at home 1-0 over Watford there. Sheffield United hosted Norwich. That was a 1-0 win for Sheffield United. Newcastle traveled to Southampton and won 1-0 there. Good to a win for the Magpies on the road. Wolves and Brighton played at Wolverhampton. That was a 0-0 draw. And then Tottenham went to Burnley. And my goodness, Georgie Mourinho, I don't know what's going on with Tottenham because they're just having all kinds of problems. So Tottenham Ties Burnley 1-1 at Burnley on the road. At least they escaped with a point. In La Liga down in Spain, Mallorca went to Ibar. Mallorca winning 2-1. Sevilla and Atletico Madrid was the game that everybody was watching down in Spain. And it was quite a match, too. It was a good uh, good open match, a lot of good passing, a lot of opportunities. Unfortunately, there were some calls that maybe could have gone either way uh, for Sevilla. Uh some, some of the Sevilla folks are grumbling about the, the, some of the calls in the game. So uh, we'll just leave it at that and just say that Sevilla and Atletico Madrid came to a 2-2 draw at Atletico Madrid. Real Sociedad goes to Barcelona. Messi scores, of course, the only goal. Who else, right? Uh, Barcelona wins 1-0 over Real Sociedad. Celta de Vigo goes to Madrid to play Hatafi. That game ends in a 0-0 draw. Uh, the game on Saturday between Atalanta and Lazio at Atalanta in uh, Serie A was moved to Sunday the 15th. I imagine they're going to be playing that game behind closed doors. Now, in the Bundesliga on Saturday, some interesting games here. Eintracht Frankfurt went to Bayer Leverkusen. And Leverkusen is really making some noise here in the Bundesliga. I'm going to you know, kind of keep an eye on them coming down the uh, stretch. because I think they've got a good team, and they could really uh, – Make some noise there toward the top of the Bundesliga. Leverkusen flexed their muscles on Eintracht Frankfurt, winning 4-0 there at Bayer. Leipzig traveled to Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburg played a really smart game. Good defense, uh, really packed in the middle. Leipzig coming away with a 0-0 draw there and a point. Werder Bremen going to Hertha Berlin. Now, Hertha Berlin is in kind of a disarray at this point, unfortunately. Uh, they're, they're scrapping to get any points they can. So at home, they held serve, and uh, Werder Bremen uh, came in there, played well. But again, this Hertha Berlin defense is a little suspect. Werder Bremen getting a 2-2 draw at the Hertha Berlin Olympic Stadium. So Werder Bremen escapes with a point on the road. Union Berlin was on the road. They went to Freiburg. 
they didn't have as uh, good a luck. Uh, Freiburg held serve at home very well, 3-1 to one over Union Berlin. Hoffenheim travels to Schalke, and that was a 1-1 draw. Muchen Gladbach was at home to Borussia Dortmund. This was a good matchup here between two good teams. Borussia Dortmund comes away with a win on the road, 2-1 over Muchen Gladbach. Now, in the French League, we had a coronavirus cancellation at uh, Strasbourg. Uh, PSG was supposed to play there, and that game was postponed. That will be made up at a later date. They haven't said when at this point. Monaco was on the road uh, to play Nice uh, down there. Uh, actually, this is a this is a game between two neighbors because Monaco and Nice are about what maybe twenty minutes apart. Okay, so uh, that game was a two-one win for Nice. Uh, Monaco just could not get that second goal to tie the game. Toulouse traveled to Dijon, and Dijon came away with a 2-1 win. Nantes traveled to Angers, and Angers came away with a 2-0 shutout of Nantes. Nimes traveled to Metz, and Metz came away with a 2-1 win there at home. Brest was on the road to Reims, and Reims wins 1-0 over Brest. In the Mexican League on Saturday, Monterrey and Atletico San Luis played at the uh, Rayado Stadium. Monterrey still hasn't had a win yet. As uh, since the season, the new season has started, it's a 2-2 draw for Monterrey and Atletico San Luis. Tijuana travels all the way to Mexico City to play Cruz Azul. Oh my goodness, Cruz Azul was ready for him. Cruz Azul four, Tijuana two. Yes, that's right, four to two, six goals in that game. Cruz Azul wins at their home stadium. Santos of Torreon goes on the road to Pachuca. Tough place to play. Altitude, mountains, fans are right on top of you. Santos, unfortunately, falls 1-0 to Pachuca. Atlas and Guadalajara played to a 2-2 tie. In Scottish League action, uh, Aberdeen beat Hibernian 3-1. St. Mirren traveled to Celtic. St. Mirren should have stayed home. Celtic had their way at home with St. Mirren, 5-0 the final score. Kilmarnock traveled to Hamilton. Hamilton coming off that big win over Rangers. Hamilton again continuing to win. 1-0 over Kilmarnock at home. Motherwell traveled to Hearts. Game was a 1-1 tie. St. Johnstone played at uh, home in Perth and uh, beat Livingston 1-0 there at home. Now, Sunday uh, Sunday action uh, in Scotland found Ross County hosting Rangers, and Rangers was able to eke out a 1-0 win on the road there at Ross County. In EPL action on Sunday, it was Everton traveling to Chelsea, and I know that Mr. Ancelotti is not going to be happy with this one because Frank Lampard had Chelsea ready for Everton. Chelsea 4, Everton 0. Uh, Ancelotti is going to probably be going back to the old drawing board and figuring out what uh, needs to be done to get this team back on the right track. In the other game, and uh, of course this was the one that was hyped and all of England came to a halt. As a matter of fact, all of Probably half of Europe came to a halt, as well as uh, Wales and Scotland and Ireland and Northern Ireland. Uh, Man U played Man City. This was at Man U at Old Trafford. It was quite a game. Um, but I, again, wow, there were some things wrong with Man City that I just can't put my finger on. And, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is out. I, I like Kevin De Bruyne. This is a Belgian who has just been in the league for years. He is smart. He's tough. He's, a, he, he's your definition of a great midfielder, and he has been out with a back injury now for about the four or five days with Man City. He's, he's coming along, and Pep Guardiola says he should be back here in a few days, but I think they were missing um, De Bruyne's uh, 
playmaking uh, during this game. Man U won the game 2-0. Uh, both goals, um, I hate to say this, but Ederson, the goaltender for Man City, who is, of course, from Brazil and a very good goaltender, he's one of the top ones in the world, he just did not get it done today. The first goal uh, was a beautiful little um, beautiful little flip uh, pass from Bruno Fernandes off a direct kick. Everybody thought he was going to try to hit the upper corner, but instead he flipped the ball over the uh, two-man wall, and Montiel was uh, running uh, right in stride and caught the ball and just slid it right past uh, Ederson on the short side. And so uh, that was a one nothing win at that, or one nothing lead at that point for Man U. And then the second goal, Ederson was out of his uh, way off his line toward the end of the game in about the 94th minute. And uh, it was an errant, uh, he threw an errant cross field pass in front of the goal, in front of right at the penalty box line to try to get the ball cleared. And it was intercepted by uh, a Man U uh, midfielder. And he buried the ball from about 45 yards. Uh, of course, Ederson couldn't, it went over his head and he couldn't, had, couldn't do anything about it. So 2 nothing. the Man U wins over Man City in the Derby. This is the first time in a couple of years that Man U has taken both games from Man City in the Derby. Of course, they won back at Man City in December. Looking at La Liga action from Sunday, Osasuna uh, hosted Espanyol from Barcelona, and Osasuna won 1-0. Atletico Bilbao traveled down from the north to Real Valladolid. Valladolid holds serve at home 2-1 to one over Bilbao. Granada goes to Levante. That's a 1-1 tie. Leganes goes to Villarreal. Villarreal couldn't get it done at home. Leganes steals three on the road, 2-1. Real Betis in Sevilla. Host at uh, Real Madrid. Oh, my goodness. What happened here? Real Madrid was just not, not the effort that could uh, get the win. Real Madrid loses in Sevilla to Real Betis, 2-1. Serie A, I imagine these games were played behind closed doors with no fans because of the coronavirus situation. SPAL on the road beats Parma 1-0. Genoa goes to Milan, beats AC Milan 2-1. Verona goes to Sampdoria. Sampdoria wins at home 2-1. Fiorentina and Udinese tied 0 at Udinese. And then the big game, Juventus and Inter played at Juventus, and that was a 2-0 win for Juventus. Bundesliga action saw Bayern Munich shut out Augsburg 2-0 at Bayern, and men's, Mainz rather, uh, tied Fortuna Dusseldorf at Mainz 1-1. In French action, Saint-Étienne tied Bordeaux 1-1 at Saint-Étienne. Montpellier went to Rennes and forgot to bring the offense. Rennes wins 5-0 in that game, and Lille shuts out Lyon 1-0 at Lille. In Monday action, uh, Leicester City is going to host Aston Villa in the EPL, and Sassuolo will host Breccia, probably behind closed doors in Italy action. Now, don't forget, on Tuesday and Wednesday, we've got Champions League action coming up. We've also got CONCACAF Champions League. So uh, PSG is going to host Borussia Dortmund on Wednesday. That should be a pretty good matchup. And then on Tuesday, Leipzig is going to host Tottenham, which is going to be an interesting game for sure. EPL action on Wednesday. Also, we have a makeup game. Man City is going to host Arsenal. That's not a game to sneeze at, no pun intended. Um, so you might want to check that one out. Man City again hosting Arsenal on Wednesday. That's a makeup game from when uh, the schedules were too uh, cluttered. Other action is going to be going on during the week. A lot of, again, a lot of tournament action going on. We will have an update for you on Thursday. That's all the time we got here for Kicks and Dribbles. Thanks so much for tuning in. Lauren McClay is our executive producer, and John Dang handles our sound, 
and DC McClay comes up with ideas and hands them down the line as they become available. I'm Dan McClay. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again on Thursday. In the meantime, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.